Welcome to the Bikes, Brews, and Booze podcast. This is your host, Rev the Barber, from the world-famous Main Street Barbershop, Daytona Beach, Florida, along with my co-host, Mauro from Santos Cycles, Justin from Ormon Brewery, and Jeremy from Copper Bottom Distillery. We take you into the world of motorcycles, craft breweries, and craft distilleries. So get ready for the ride of a lifetime. Welcome back to the Bikes, Brews, and Booze Show. This is your host, Rev the Barber, from the world-famous Main Street Barbershop, Daytona Beach, Florida, and this is our first episode of 2022, and we are at Copper Bottom Distillery. We are supposed to be at, I think, Ormond Brewery this week, but Morrow has a uh, class tonight at 7 o'clock, so I needed to put it at the closest place to the barbershop so I could get over here to get him to his class. Okay. Actually, your bar- your, I just thought about this. Santos Cycles probably would have been the closest place to the barbershop. Now that I think about it. It's cold in there today. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we did Justin's then. Not Justin's, Jeremy's then, because if yours is cold, that would suck. You have the heat on? I put the heat on. Yeah. Yeah. I turned the heat off. Just for you guys. Yes. uh, Jeremy has heat. Mauro does not. I have heat. He just doesn't turn it on. I have heat. So you freezing you freezing Sal down there? No, Sal doesn't Sal's not there anymore. Oh, okay. Um, He took a picture like he was today. Yeah, that was his Tinder picture, I think. Yeah, I think it was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what it looked like so. and he posted it to Facebook so mm-hmm. Alicia, Alicia was quick to dig on him on that I don't know if you saw her I didn't comment. see the comment but because oh that's what you've been doing the last few months at the shop oh shit <laughs> <laughs> she went there that's awesome now you're going to have to describe the picture yeah I want to see for the those picture. of those you have to see you want to have a picture of Sal yes his uh, Facebook picture can you put this in the yeah, exactly. Might need to post this for people to screenshot, see. Screenshot, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to screenshot the Sal picture. Tie it to this. That's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely his tender picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so imagine setting it up for a selfie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> there was no one else. There's nobody around there. Yeah. Three, so. two, one. Yeah. <laughs> Probably brought the yeah. tripod and his ring light in. Yeah. Get it all, get it all right. That's awesome. Oh yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing with the shop? Then? Well, right now we're doing by appointment only, until um, I can get someone else in there. Yeah. Yeah. You've been staying busy though. Not, I, I maybe not there, but yeah, you have been on the yeah. Fine. I've been on the road. That's um, why it's taken so long to do this this one, right? Yeah. Been, yeah, I've been all over uh, this month. Been to Colorado. Pensacola, Louisiana. So they had those uh, forest fires out in Colorado. So we went out there. Um, we had a school to do, uh, mitigated that. And then we had a Mexican restaurant. And then we went down to Pensacola. We had a rebuild. Came home for a day and then out to Louisiana, looking at some nursing homes, eight nursing homes over there that need to be completely gutted and dried out and cleaned. Eight of them? Yeah, they're big. Damn. 70,000 square feet from, each. Oh, what's the, yeah. I, the I hurricane last year? Yeah. Yeah, it was from the hurricane last Irvin, year. Irvin, what was it? I forget last year's name. Was it a hurricane? It was an Ida. We lose. Ida? Ida? Might, might have been Ida. It was an I hurricane, I believe. Yeah, yeah it was like Ida. That. I lose track. There's so many of them. Yeah. That Gulf Coast gets pounded. It seems like it has since Louisiana. Katrina. It didn't seem yeah. like it ever it did before Katrina. It didn't seem like before Katrina. You're exactly yeah. right. Before pre-Katrina, didn't, it I don't South ever Florida. remember that. Yeah, it was always South Florida. Yeah. It was always like Miami, Homestead, yeah. like all that. You used to get slammed. Yeah, I remember Andrew big time. A huge one. And then it seemed like Katrina hit. Now it's like every every one, there's just a track right right through there. Yeah. Maybe it's something with El Nino sucking all the yeah. hurricanes through the Gulf or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mara, you've been really busy? Been busy. Life's yeah. been busy. Um... Hopefully making some headway on the car wash. Yeah. Got some people working over there. The city's getting on me. Finding me from for some code violations. So not open yet. How do you have code violations? <laughs> Maybe that's the issue. <laughs> <I don't know. clears throat> so got someone over there this week starting that. I had all kinds of broken shit on mine. They can come over here too. There you go. <laughs> you should see, uh, I had I saw it on video. I actually have one I just saw this morning. I came in this morning and there was a one of my brushes was sitting in the middle of the parking lot and I'm like, all right, what the hell happened here? So I go back and look at the video. There's a guy 
really nice car. It was, a, it was an Audi. It was an Audi like station wide, but you could tell it was like lower. He did a lot of work on it, and he was out there washing. And at the very end of it, he takes the brush and just baseball bats it up against the one of the posts out there, and the head goes flying out in the middle of the parking lot. I'm like, ah, like at the very end, like he looked like he was done, like he was just walking around doing everything. And just before he left, he decided to just take the thing and just slam it into the thing. The parting gift. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the brush was out in the middle there. Had to fix that. And then I had somebody, caught this on video too, somebody roll through or come through the car on another bay and just just yanking, yanking on the, um, I think they were trying to steal the, the hose and the gun. Why, I don't know. Yeah, why would they want it? I have no idea, but they ended up breaking the spring. So the spring broke, so the thing's just hanging down, and then they cut the, the hose and took the gun and the hose I don't know what you're going to do after you did all that. So they're pressure washer. They don't know it's not going to fit, though. <laughs> not going to fit. And it's it's one of the weeping guns, so it's it's not very. It's just not yeah. it's not right for that. So, and on top of that, it's only like a well, it was a 15 foot hose. Now that they cut a foot off of it, maybe it's 13 foot or whatever, and they have to put another fitting on the end. So yeah. I don't know. It's like what? It, <sighs> Too bad you couldn't get their license plate numbers. That's the problem, is I can't, where the cameras are set up, I wasn't able to get the license plate numbers, but uh, I catch I catch all kinds of crazy stuff out there. Have the cops show up. Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know the cars very well. Like, that Audi, You'll very see. few of them on the road. Like, if he ever comes through again, I have a feeling he's somebody who's in town for the race, though, so who knows, hmm. but... He just anyway. took it to town on the break. What's that? He just took it to town. Baseball oh, just one shot. Yeah. It was pretty good. I mean, he came out, just hauled back one one good swing against one of the steel posts out there, and you saw the head just go flying. And he put it out. in. I don't know, because like I said, he was at the end of it. It looked like everything was done. He had been there for like half an hour doing his thing, and then all of a sudden at the very end, I think, here's my, my theory is that um, it, he, it ran out, so yeah. he was out of money, and he didn't quite get the last little part you know, sprayed off, you know, you get that last little bit of soap he couldn't quite get off because it ran out of time or yeah. whatever. And he got pissed and just, that's my, that's my theory. Because everything else looked like he was just doing everything else fine. Yeah. Plenty of soap and everything. So, it. I mean, it costs you money. Oh, yeah. Do you, uh, do you prosecute on stuff like that or do you at least put it out? Oh, every time. Do but I don't, the problem is have to catch it. So, so on something have, like you that. Have, you have a picture of a dude like that, though? Yeah, it's not the best picture. Thanks, though. thanks, Mr. Audi, for uh, yeah. I could, I could probably pull it up and for show smashing you guys. my brush. Have like a separate Facebook group of like Facebook, you know, ah, of shit, a car wash, like car wash stuff. Oh my god, car wash fails. I mean, like, I'm sure you've seen some pretty impressive oh, dude, stuff in there. Hilarious. They don't realize you have cameras. Oh, I saw one guy like literally, like he moved to like where he could get in front of the cameras. It looked like he was wiping down his truck, doing all this, and I actually said it. My buddy of mine is the guy who gave me all the cameras, so he was a lot of times he tells me he's like, yeah, I'm gonna log into the cameras and show some of my customers. So I send them some little clips every now and then. Like, make sure you show this to your customers. Here, here's the naughty bits. Yeah. So <laughs> there was one, he pulled out in a truck, had it all washed. He was wiping it down. It was a nice, like, Toyota Tacoma or something like that. Pretty nice truck. And the dude, like, out of nowhere, like, opens the doors, pulls his pants, pulls his pants and just takes a shit right in the, uh, right in the middle of the parking lot. Yeah, like, Pulls that's, him down, that's a good one. and it was like, yeah, just right in the middle of the parking lot. I'm like, and it was like I said, it was like he moved to where he was in front of the cameras. I'm like, you could have done this pretty much anywhere else, and nobody would have been able to see it, but not right in front of it. I, that's the kind of stuff I get all the that's time. That's what you have here. to look forward to. Yeah, so look well, forward to that. I mean, if it's not happening now, I can't imagine it happening when it's opening. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> just wait and see. That's awesome. Just make just remember, I warned you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you thought this was a great idea, Mara. Let's see. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe it is. You never know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so I had in, sorry not to interrupt your story, but I had an interesting time at the car wash this yeah. week. I gotta see if I can pull that up now. Go ahead. Yeah, so we did have to start this podcast a little bit earlier because Mara, you do have a class tonight. You are going to start being foster parents, correct? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man. Starting that, so we have um, four weeks of classes, two nights a week. We had the state house inspection on Friday, um, so we'll see how that goes. Cool, Good man. Thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Help some kids that need a home. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's awesome. So Justin, you weren't on the last podcast. You decided to schedule a Christmas party during our podcast. That was yeah. cool. Sorry about that. <laughs> and you didn't bring up any gator tail, but you posted a picture of it and made us really hungry. Worked out pretty good. Yeah, it looked, it looked delicious. Yeah. It did look delicious. Yeah, we were... Came out good. We uh, we smoked a whole six foot gator wrapped in bacon. Who wrapped that? That was a good It was a wrap. great oh, wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my friend bacon. Travis wrapped it, like did a bacon braid. That had to take a while. And we stuffed the insides with um, gator chorizo. We ground pork and uh, gator meat and combined it with a chorizo paste and. Uh, you know, mixed it all up and stuffed it inside the belly of the gator, and then we smoked the gator for about seven hours. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, thanks some for the, the, some of the best gator. You could have just went out there and did the podcast out there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you do you skin it? Before yeah, you I skinned the whole it? thing. So so basically, I've always been too stubborn to like pay somebody to clean my alligator. So I taught myself on the first couple of times how to clean an alligator after I hunted alligators because I've been doing it for for almost. Well over ten years, so I, I do it every year and pull two tags and I get two gators and I it's enough for me and my friends and my family for the yeah. most part. And uh, we don't count as his friends, by the way. We didn't get invited. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm to, just joking. Uh, to be fair, it was a company party. It was a company. It was a company party. Yeah, exactly. He did invite, he invite did. us and then he didn't he, tell us about it. Yeah, he, he did say my company party is this date if you want to go. Yeah, so I don't think, think, I, don't think I was. Moro's been to him in the past. Yeah, no, we're just they're fun. I think we burned out all your uh, toys. It was fun though. Your wheels on your uh, yeah on the drift track. On the oh, drift track. I remember yeah. the aftermath of that. I got yeah yeah, yeah we got pictures. We of had that. a good time that party. That was a good party. I like that one. So yeah, this one wasn't quite as big. We kind of kept a little bit more intimate. With just you know yeah. just the company because probably because of COVID situation. You know it's it's kind of crazy out there, especially you know right before Christmas and after Christmas. There's oh, been yeah. a lot of Omicron spikes, and uh, so so we. Uh, we kind of sandbagged a little bit and just did it small, just just basically the employees, and that was it. And, uh, and yeah, it was fun though. Small gators are, are the best for smoking because they're tender. Right. You know, we've always gone for like the big alligator. We want to catch the dinosaur, but this year is like, let's get one small one for doing this exact thing. Yeah. And it worked out very well. So. I hear the same thing about deer. Yeah, the older yeah. they are, the tougher the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Same with fish. You know, we catch big red snapper, we catch big mahi, and they don't taste as good as the, you know. It's like cows and veal. <laughs> right. So, right. I guess that makes sense. So, anyways, yeah, we did the company party. And then, uh, besides that, just been working at the brewery a lot. Um, my head brewer, Warren, who is uh, my brother-in-law, has uh, had a kid and is moving back to Tennessee. So, I've kind of been taking that role over myself lately. So He's leaving. Yeah, he's leaving. Whoa. He's What's in relocating. Tennessee? He grew up in Tennessee. So, I, uh, I met my wife at University of Florida. And uh, moved her over to Daytona. Yeah. And he moved down to Daytona when he was younger because he kind of wanted to get away from home and, you know, think, you know, do some, you know, exploring of the world and whatnot. And uh, moved to Florida. He worked for me for about over five years, I think about six years or so. And then, uh, but yeah, he decided to move back to Tennessee because he has a um, two month old baby and he wants him to grow up in Tennessee where he grew up. So, yeah. and his parents are there. So my, my in laws, my, my uh, my wife's mm-hmm. parents are there, so it's good because he's going to be closer to them. They don't have any family there besides, well, besides him moving back up there. So mm-hmm. he'll take a lot of pressure off of me, and mm-hmm. uh, he'll get to spend more time with them and be back with some of his friends that he grew up with. So that's cool. So that's yeah, he's, he's making a big life change. So, so you looking for a new head brewer? I'm I'm you know exploring people. Um, we hired a new person on. It's worked out pretty well so far. He's picking stuff up. Um, but basically I'm getting back into it myself. I've kind of been playing hooky for like six months working on side projects. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so for me, it's beneficial just to, you know, get back into it myself. So I'm going to be the new brewer for well, that's cool. a short period of time. But that the brewing cool. industry, we had, we had a big announcement yesterday. Tomoka Brewing Company's closing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I saw that. I was, I meant to ask you about that. Cause are they, are they closing, closing? It sounded like it was so, closing or renovations or I didn't know if you knew anything about it or not. Um, you know, I don't actually know anything about it. Okay. Word on the streets, another brewery in the land bought them. Okay. So, well, they that's the word on the street. They've gone through a couple of different transitions, transitions, as far as, like in just like the past year. The original brewer owners, which is kind of like myself, where I was the brewer right. as well as owner, <clears throat> as you are with your distillery, 
you know, your core competency has to be your number one competency is my opinion of a business that's going to succeed. So yeah. people that invest in distilleries and breweries that don't distill or brew, when they have personnel conflicts and that person leaves and they bring somebody else in and the flavor profile and everything else changes, mm-hmm. um, it's a major problem. So yeah, um, my experience with it, so I've always you know, had other people to do the main brewing job and kind of taken more of the you know, administrative side of things. Um, but I've always had the initial ability and I've always been integral in the recipe design right? and, you know, ingredient ordering and quality control. So, you know, I drink plenty of it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what it's supposed to taste like. Um, but yeah, supposedly, you know, Tomoka Gin and Pete opened it up in 2014, I believe. Yeah. And then just right after we opened up and then they merged with another gentleman who um, gave him some financial backing to do a bigger brewery. Yeah. And a restaurant. And a restaurant, and they ran that for a long period of time, and uh, then it got sold to other people because they didn't want to deal with the gentleman they had as an investor, is what I heard, um, for whatever reasons. Yeah, and I think, uh, now, yeah, I now think there I was some forcing out too. I don't think it was all. I don't think it was all something they wanted to do. Yeah, I don't think it was either. So that's the problem with partnerships, and you yeah. know, and, and you know, friends in business. Yeah, in I think we we talked. About a year ago, about them shutting down the Orman location. That yeah, they shuttered the doors on it and just, you know, that was it. Because that was the original location and that was the... Um, it happened simultaneous with the new owners... That's exactly right. ...stepping in. Yeah, that's I exactly think, right. I think the original brewer's owners um, at that point were were completely out of the original location and didn't want to have anything to do with that name anymore. Right. That's kind of what I'm assuming. But, but you know, it's a hard industry. I mean, it's a... You know, not a ton of profits, pretty cutthroat. It's like distilling. I mean, you know, the government, whatever little profit you can make, the government takes they a try to take it. A big chunk of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, alcohol taxes. You know, they're huge. So right. Um, but, but you know, I I wish them the best in their transition, whatever they're doing. You know, it's it's not an industry where you don't want people to be involved in it. You know, right. That there's you know. Well, especially some people, people have been around a while. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you two were the first, so. Yeah, we were the first, and some people have speculated that there's too many breweries, and that's obviously no. by Tampa not the case. I mean, I think as more breweries open up, we, we shut out outside beer, which is great. Which you know, is there's two or good. three local breweries, and we're going to be the, the, you know, guest beers on tap for the tourist yeah. attraction that Daytona caters themselves towards. Right. And that's that's been a big push and a big struggle in, in my industry in general was that okay, you got six different, you know, brands of beer that you could buy at any airport in the country. Right. And you have a, a restaurant or a, you know, local bar, or local place that has 10 tap handles. Those people that just flew in from the airport don't want Shock Top, right. whatever, that they had in, in Chicago the before they left. Yeah, the airport and, and, before they left. You know, yeah. Daytona yeah. when they arrived and, you know, waiting for their bags and, you know, when they went out to dinner, they want to see something different. So, and, and craft brewing as it's grown has kind of um, fostered that, that desire to have, you know, I think you have a little bit of craft beer. You want more craft beer. When you go somewhere else, you want to try that local flair. You don't want oh, to try yeah. the same big box, you know. Right. Well, that's unfortunate because I think if that is the case and they are shutting down for good, that would be the second one in just the last year or so, right? Yeah, Daytona brings shut down and, and Tomoka shutting down. But I, like I said, I think um, from what I heard, Persimmon Hollow is taking over that location and going to make a brew wondering. pub slash restaurant about out of it. Yeah. Which when is you said, when, you said, yeah. when you said Daytona, or when you said Deland, I was like, ah, it can only be one, because um, they've been expanding quite a bit here recently. Yeah, they have a location time. in Lake Eola, I know they started, and and, um, and the, the offering was out there for the, the Port Orange location for quite a while, and I actually looked at it as an option, but yeah. um, the lease was pretty expensive, and yeah. and I've always been very conservative, I've, I've tried to buy Real estate versus leasing real estate. We're in the same boat. Yeah. And I've yeah. tried to like make it so that if there is another recession, or if there is another pandemic, or there is anything else, that we're just gonna like, right? We're gonna, you know, you can weather it. Pull the lines a little bit tighter and weather it. And it's not. Um, it's not weather. It's it's when. Not yeah. If. It's, it's and and that was stuff the like going to happen. That was the thing with us surviving COVID was that we weren't you know we weren't grown out when COVID happened. You know, I laid off my most of my staff because we weren't allowed to produce beer and sell it anymore except for distribution. We didn't have, we have more distribution now. We have, we've gained 27 Publixes. That's awesome. Um, since, since the inception of this, you know, pandemic. And, um, but when we didn't have that, and even if, to be honest, if we did have that, the reason I'm able to brew the beer and package it is because I have my tap room to bolster it. 
as well as the restaurants. So without the restaurants and the tap room, it wouldn't have made sense for me to just can beer and sell it to, to you know, oh, gosh, no. market. So, right. so I still probably would have done the same thing that I did before. You know, we shut down for four or five months and yeah. and waited for things to reboot and you know did a little bit of package, just you know, basically me and Gilbert working, but. Well, and at that point, you you still own the property. I mean, yeah, but we, you know, we we did and overheads next to nothing. Right. So if we had if we had a shutdown again where the rent doesn't stop, and, yeah, that's a, that's you know, a problem. The bills keep coming in. I mean, we had we had electricity bill. I mean, our electric bill is like fifteen hundred dollars a month. Right, right, and that never stopped. Yeah, because we had to keep our tanks that we have mm-hmm. beer in. Still got to keep them. You got to keep the chiller and you got to keep the boiler running. I mean, yeah, the chiller. You turn a boiler off and it eats itself. Yeah. I mean, the, the boiler gets oxygen in the system when it's below two hundred and twelve degrees. So you keep your boiler, you know, two psi, like two hundred and fifteen degrees all the time, yes. and no oxygen gets in it, and it, it runs fine. So, so you know, you, you don't turn it up to fifteen psi like you're going to use the thing, right. but you keep it at two psi, and you can, you know. Right. You could put it in hibernation mode, so to speak. That's basically yeah. We have a night. We call it night mode here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do too. It says day and it says night. Yep, yep. We have a night mode. So, um, but yeah, those kind of things, you know. So I'm sad to see Tomoka go. I hope they come back with a nice, you know. And you know, I think the cool thing would be is I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to open it under the same name they already have, or if they're going to do its own location, or if seems like keep that's their mo. Seems like that's their MO so far. I think that's advantageous. I think it's good for market share, but at the same time, I think you know you kind of dilute what you're already doing. And yeah, and I see and about. I see both sides, and I I know exactly what you mean because at the same time, you don't want to have to completely start over with a new brand. Yeah, if I but, if but I did a second location, I would do it far enough away that it didn't interfere yeah. with me, which I think Port Orange is from Deland. Oh, but at the same time, I try to have like a little bit different identity. Right. I try to have that one as like a. If I did another project, it'd be like a lot of sours and a lot of ciders. So, yeah, I agree with you. And if I did it, because I've thought the same thing. Like if I opened up in another location, which we've thought about too, we've looked at a couple other locations. And if we did, it wouldn't be Copper Bottom. It would be, it'd be something else. You know, yeah. it would be another identity. You know, we would do, maybe we would do some of the, you know, the stuff that we don't do here. But yeah, but you know, it's always. It's always something to look at, and like you said, uh, we're we're kind of in the same boat. We've always been pretty conservative when it comes to, you know, expansion because you can. I've seen a lot of businesses go out of business very quickly, overextending themselves, and uh, that's not something that uh, we we're in this for the long haul. I'd like to, you know, retire off of it. Yeah, and low, you know, slow growth is, uh, you know, if you can see slow, steady growth, that's good. I mean, fast growth is always is always great. But as long as it's sustainable, and as long as it's something that's not going to kill you. It seems like there's a, you know, there's an inverse proportionality to yeah, it. Yes, there is. Fast growth versus slow growth. So, yeah. you know, we grew slow. We, you know, we afforded tanks as we could afford tanks. I bought, you know, more space as I could afford more space. And yep. It's worked out very well for me so far. But um, anyways, as far as slow and old things, I brought an old ale to try out. If you guys want to pour our first oh, yeah. beer <laughs> on the podcast, we'll, you know, cut into that. But... <clears throat> An old ale is an ale that has noble hops. Um, it has like Willamette and some of the hops that don't have a ton of flavor, like like citrusy or pungency. Um, any like piney flavor, they're kind of like earthy. Um, some of the original hops that were grown, you know, in the 1700s. But it's high gravity. An old ale was an ale that they could actually transport, you know, and the alcohol was the preservative for the old ale. <clears throat> We use a little bit of special bee malt, which kind of imparts raisiny flavors on it, and um, we'll try it out. Yeah. Tell me what you think of it. We just bottled it the other day. Sounds so, delicious. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does sound really good. And it's 12% alcohol. Um, this specific one, we actually aged in a white wine barrel um, for about six months, which probably on the higher end of what we would have aged it for. If I could have backed it off a month, I would, but that's hard to do. <laughs> It's like cutting a board and getting a board stretcher. <laughs> you can't back up from one. Yeah. You go too far <laughs> once in a while. Exactly. You do and you're the, like the board stretcher. I always like that analogy. If I could have aged it for five months instead of six, then I think I would have probably done that. But um, I'm pretty impressed with the product. It's nice. It's very nice. And it's in a white wine barrel. So you I think that's, that. the, that's the tartness that you yeah, get. You can from taste it. that little bit of tartness to it. Yeah. It's, um, I was about to say it has a sap, like it reminds me of a sour. Is it like yeah, a it's Lippendel like a, it's or not like a, soured, like a um, Chardonnay type? It's a Pinot Grigio. Okay. Um, so it's 
But, um, you know, as a, our wine distributor has always, like, been pretty tight with us. And, and they get wine from California a lot. And over there, it's hard to get rid of the barrels. And, and uh, they're like, oh, they buy our wine. We'll throw a barrel in the back of the container we're sending a you know, container of wine over with. And, throw, yeah, throw it in a liquor yeah, store somewhere. That's good. Yeah. Though. I like that. But, nice. um, You'd, yeah, for twelve percent, pretty smooth. Right? Yeah, you you want to. Oh yeah, this is not one you're pounding all day. Yeah. You pound three of them, you're done. Yeah, twelve percent. Twelve percent. This is uh three of these is like uh, three of these is like you know a whole twelve pack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, a nice sweet nose. Yeah. And again, that's that's mostly the wine barrel. So an old ale is not normally this tart, like a little bit of that raisiny flavor. Yeah. And maltiness and darkness that you kind of taste on it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Would be the old ale. The uh, the other side of it's the wine barrel. So we're going to release this. Um, we're releasing, I think, 60 bottles as a part of our Locals Only series that we we're doing. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, was the last one, one we did was oh, the, the last one. Yeah, was delicious. The last two. The, the blackberry, raspberry. Yeah. Um, Do you still have any of that? No, it's all gone. I've got a bottle in my fridge that I was saving for a buddy of mine, and I told him, I'm like... I meant to go down and get one. And I keep... We were there, yeah. and I forgot that. It was a neat project. And that's kind of what we're doing. You know, we're really kind of throwing, you know, throwing... throwing you know, darts out there, kind of so to this speak. This is but, delicious. I like. You know, we're gonna have it. we're gonna have one or two that aren't gonna turn out as good. Um, but it's a wild and crazy, you know, offhanded side mm-hmm. project where we only have sixty or seventy bottles to sell. So like, you know, it took the last one took like a month. I think as the, the project picks up steam, we might have to scale it. Yeah. Because um, I think people that bought the last one were like, "Wow, this is really good." I think a lot of people completely missed what it was. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't it doesn't fall it. in the beer category. You know, we have a lot of Blondale. Our number one beers are Blondale. So people want to drink a Blondale, but when you give them a beer that tastes more like a wine than a beer, you know, I think it's confusing, but it's just, you know. That last <laughs> one is really good, though. I mean, yes. Yeah. And this is good. I really like this. Well, and I don't think it's even that. I mean, it's like you said, it's 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 that American palate, right? I mean, you've got a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that Bud Light and Miller Light are so popular. I mean, people are people are used to that kind of thing, and this is if I put a, I so drink, much different. If I, I put a wine in a beer... And this in front of you, yeah. and asked you whether you thought this was more like a wine or a beer. You'd I'd say wine. I'd say wine. wine. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I would say like in a like a a good Italian like earthy wine, oh, not, yeah. like a, yeah, not like a not like a you know something. Yeah, but you get the noble hops. though. noble hops are kind of I mean, earthy. You know, right. earthy's kind of like the way of saying dirt a little bit, but that yeah, but it's it, not. They get they give a balance to something. You know, it's like really it's an undertone. Yeah, that it adds um, very complex. If we were to, if we were to try to add citrusy or you know piney hops to this, uh, it wouldn't work with this. It wouldn't work. But um, with the with the notes that the wine barrel gives it, and smell the raisin. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's a, that's a, a type of grain called special bean. You know, a, you know, big batch. We only use like like a pound of it, a pound and a half. But it adds that much flavor. But you know, and that's how our ingredients are. You know. Our, our grain bill is always, almost always 90% base malts. And right. then that extra 10% is the, the roses to the moonlight. So, oh, This is this is delicious. Yeah. When you go into making this, do you have any idea of the taste that you may get? We kind of create it in our head, and sometimes we totally miss it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, exactly what you mean. This is, this is like, uh, you, you know what you want, and you know what you hope you get, but it's um, it's like, it's, you know... You're you're just you know throwing paint against the wall and yeah. and, uh, and that's the nice part about our small system and that's part you know the nice part about this locals only series is if we if we invest the time into doing something that doesn't sell or get spoiled or has a contamination we'll just small. pull those bottles aside and we'll pop the caps off of them we'll peel the labels off of them we'll reuse the bottles and and uh, and dump the kegs that we have call send it, it, send it to me to distill yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it this would be interesting I don't know yeah. how this would come out you know I think a like I just just so good you wouldn't do it. Just but. strip it. Yeah. yeah. If you could strip this and get some of those flavors in the liqueur, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. So, like a brandy type, you know. Not it's delicious. Like, yeah, it's real good. So, yeah, if anybody wants to top themselves yeah, off, I'll yes, I'll still have a bottle of waste, not want not. Any new uh, distillery projects going on? Um, not particularly. I've got uh, some new barrels back there that were, well, and I say new barrels. I've got some. Um, I've got a, uh, and this is something we'll do next month. I've got a new barrel that I got a year ago. I filled up in February. So I've been experimenting with some new oak barrels. 
And um, so I've got one that's gonna that's coming up on a year old next month, and I'm gonna pull some of that, and we'll do that. I'll I'll pull some of that next month, and we'll uh, we'll have some of that to try on the next podcast. I had a I had a kind of a mishap. We had a we were really planning for the holidays and for our anniversary to do a, um, and I, I guess I could talk about it now because it's one of those things we we're trying to keep secret, but it just hasn't panned out for us yet. Is we really wanted to do a bottled and bond series. And um, which bottled and bond is, it's got to be minimum four years old. It's got to be bottled at 100 proof. It's got to be made in one distillery and one distilling season. I mean, there's a whole lot of regulations to go with it. And it, it was actually one of the first food, actually, I think it was the first food regulation in American history. Back in the day, you know, there was a lot of companies bottling what they called bourbon that was, you know, like a white, a white corn whiskey with iodine and just junk in it, calling it bourbon. So this was the first attempt of, at a, uh, a food regulation so that if it said bourbon on the label, you knew exactly, or if it said bottled and bond on the label, you knew exactly what it was, where it came from, what it was. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a segment of the distilling industry that is kind of, kind of died over the years. Um, it's seeing a resurgence now, though. And the reason it's starting to see a resurgence is for a similar reason, but Similar, but for different reasons. So the issue that you have now is, is that not that it's bad alcohol or stuff that you don't know what's in it. It's more that you don't know where it came from. Um, there's a lot of, you know, big giant facilities out there doing bulk spirits that people are just buying in, throwing in a fancy bottle and calling it their own. If you see something that's bottled in bond, it had to be made in this distillery at this location at this time by this distiller. And it, it's got a lot behind it. Do they actually have government officials sit there and watch you? No. So that's the only thing that's really changed is there's not government officials watching you, but we are technically a federally bonded warehouse. So that's the that's the big thing. It's got to be You're a... You're putting your license on the line. That's exactly right. Our license is on the line because we are a federally bonded warehouse. And right. if something goes wrong, you know, the only thing that's changed really is at the time when they enacted this, there literally was a federal agent guarding these bonded warehouses. Now, that's not the case anymore, but we are still a federally bonded warehouse. So we still have to go by those same regulations. It knocks out the fancy bottled cheap whiskey people. That's exactly right. Yeah. So if you see something that says bottled and bond, you know exactly where it came from. If it says that distillery on the label, it had to come from that distillery. You know it's aged at least four years. You know it was a you know, is it, it was distilled in one distilling season by one distiller and one distillery and all these different things. Like there's a whole bunch of regulations for it. So we decided we were going to do a bottled and bond rum because we have some stuff now that's four years old. Um, we were going to release it for our five-year anniversary. We had a mishap with the bottles, though. Um, we, got a, we got a bottle that we wanted. We got a label design. Actually, I'm gonna, I got one over here real quick. Give me one second. I'll be right back. So we get to try it? No. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> we'd really like to taste it. Yeah, no, unfortunately, no. So what happened was, I got these really fancy bottles, and this is what we were gonna do. So we had these really nice bottles. We were printing the labels on there. We were even gonna do some some customization of it. On this one, we have the ship in the background, so oh, it shines crazy. through the label. This is just sample. Yeah. I just think this is our wine barrel that we, I threw in here just to kind of see the, what it would look cool, like. Yeah. But uh, so we did these really fancy bottles, did this really fancy printing on it. They declined it? No, we were really excited about it. We got everything approved. Labels approved, everything done. I went to fill these bottles. Luckily, I was doing it with water to get the, I was calibrating the filler to make sure that I got the fill rate right. And never had this happen before on, we've, I don't know how many thousands of bottles we filled. Within the first four cases, we had five bottles explode on us. Some of them on the filler, some of them in the boxes. It was it was room temperature water with room temperature bottles. Like everything was everything was great. It was just water, even it wasn't even alcohol. And we'd put them on the filler, and like I said, in the first four cases, which is only forty eight bottles, had five of them explode on us. And uh, for no rhyme or reason, so we got a bad batch of bottles. The problem is, I can't get these bottles anymore. And I'm not sure I trust them, even if I can get them. So 
now we're back to the drawing board. It's, we're, pro we're still going to do it at some point, um, but it will probably be in a different bottle and different label. But uh, we spent a lot of time and energy on this project. To get to the point where at least... To get to the point where we were ready to... I was about to dump the barrel. At least you didn't waste the spirit. Exactly. So I was... Luckily, I was calibrating it with silver, water. Silver lining, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. Because we could have... Because uh, I didn't... And that's why this is... That's why you don't get to try it. Because I hadn't even dumped the barrel yet. Um, so I will... Uh, but... We can go out there and... So what I'm going to do we is... We can take a wine thief and see Exactly. Right so now. next month... Next, next month, month. Okay. that'll be next month. <laughs> so when I when I do some samples of the uh, the new oak barrel, I'm also going to pull some samples of Your four -year -old. some four year olds, which I think at that point they'll be close to five year old. I mean they're they're pretty old. So we're, we'll have some stuff. We'll have some older stuff that I'll I'll have some samples of that. Were they barrel barrel or those are five year old and one barrel? Uh, five year old and one barrel. What's the oldest you've tried before? Uh, four. So I've I've tried some four year old stuff. And it was delicious. So I'm interested to see what some five-year-old stuff. How does it like. change the the nature of the spirit itself? You know what? It just it just mellows it out, and you get a lot of. It's hard to explain. You get a really really nice oakiness out of it. Um, it's just like um, yeah. I kind of like to it, when you go back to like a bourbon scenario. It, it's kind of like the difference between a two-year-old bourbon and a ten-year-old bourbon. I mean, there's a big difference between something aged two years and ten years. And, um, you know, even, even when it comes to scotch, I mean, there's a dip, big difference between something that's 18 years and something that's 12 years even. So yes, there's significant difference. And it's, it's amazing. Even once you get to a certain point year over year, it seems like there's exponential difference in, in how, how different the spirit tastes. Now, the problem we have here is, is we're in a kind of a tropical climate and we're not climate controlled back there. So... You know, spirits tend to age quicker here, which is which is yeah. which is a good thing. But they also evaporate a lot quicker here, which yeah. is a bad thing. So we're going to get to a point here, and it's relatively soon, where some of these older barrels I have to bottle because it's going to get to a point where there's just not much left in this barrel. So we got to do something with it. Huh. But um, does the proof increase as it evaporates? So that's very interesting, actually. Here, our proofs tend to decrease because it's so humid here. So the air is very saturated with water. So the first thing that um, evaporates out is the alcohol, not so much the water. Now, if you go out west, it's different because the air is so dry. A lot of times the proof goes up because it's, it's so dry that more of the water evaporates out. Right. So it varies. I will say it also is going to depend on the season that we, you know, how many seasons it's been through. Now, the good thing is, is since we these barrels have been through so many seasons that, uh, you know, winter, it gets pretty dry here too. It's not super dry, but it gets dry here. So we don't tend to lose as much alcohol in the winter that we do in the summer. But, um, you know, if we bottled this thing right in springtime and it's got more summer seasons, or, you know, spring through summer seasons than, than winter seasons, then yeah, it's going to lose quite a bit. So it varies on where you are. Yeah. But, um, you ever get barrels that start leaking in the winter? Um, I do have barrels that, that, that leak more or less in different seasons. I do have that. Luckily, not very much. Um, the good thing is, is, is in general, luckily, I don't have, I don't have thousands of barrels back there, so I can generally watch them. They're within my eyesight, so I can kind of mm -hmm. see what's going on. And if there's one that's just leaking, I usually find it. Now, I will say this, I had one that was on the second rack of the of our barrel rack. It was right over another barrel and it was leaking from the backside onto another barrel, never made it to the floor, couldn't really see it because it was low enough. And um, it was a beer barrel project that we did actually with um, Wapsops out in Sanford. And something told me, I was like, you know what, this one's probably gonna be pretty close. And I pulled it and opened it up and like, holy shit, it's a good thing I pulled it because the one below it, you could see stuff all over it, never made it to the ground. And it leaked enough to where we usually get about 300 bottles, three to 350 bottles out of it. I got 120 out of it, I think. Oh, wow. So it was quite a bit less on that Pretty one. Pretty tragic. Which really, honest, it really, it set me back for a couple of years because 
I had barrels that were kind of lined up to go because I know how many bottles approximately I'm going to sell. So I had bottles lined up. But since that one went so quick because there were so few bottles, it kind of threw everything into a flux. So it, it really kind of messed me up. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, we're through that. I say we're through that. The barrel I have right now is the last barrel until, I don't know, we'll have to see. It's, it's, I've got, there's going to be a little gap, I think, between the beer barrels now just because of, the, uh, because of that. But that's you what the ones that we gave you? Oh, yeah. They're full? They're full. Yeah, so those are, I'm, I'm excited about those. That's going to be like a long release. You got like how many orbital ones? You got like three? I got three, but only two of them worked. Oh. I think I told you about that. Um, yeah, one of them leaked. Yeah, one of them was leaking really bad. Was it? That. Yeah. The, it was, the good thing was it was the Woodford one. So the two, the two, you gave me two Buffalo Trace and one Woodford. Well, that's why you didn't get one of the two Woodfords that we had. One of them did leak. Really? Yeah, we had two Woodfords and two Buffalo Trace. And we actually had, we pulled that batch of beer early because of that. Because of that. But the other one didn't leak. I mean, we lost a little bit, but not, we pull them if they're certain. If they're, right, if they're right, leakers, right. we pull them. So. so I went to fill that one up and it was leaking like a sieve. Gosh. And, you know, I got it right after. Yeah, we emptied it two weeks before that. So, yeah. And well, it could be the, uh, it could just be the. Well, the Buffalo Trace were the better of the barrels. Anyways. Of course. Yeah, they were. So. Yeah. But so we got, we I've got, got two of those. Um, so that'll be the good thing is is I'm trying to do multi-barrels now instead of just one. Because before I was doing one barrel at a time, um, which again, I get 300 bottles out of, let's say. Um, but with that one, that should be a, that one should last me a while, a little bit. So we got, um, for our bootlegger this year, we got the two Heaven Hills barrels. Yep. I think that's what you got, right? Mm. Or four roses in Heaven Hills? You got four roses too. We got four roses, we got a Heaven Hills, we got a Blanton's, and we got a... Save that one for me when you're done with it. We got another one, and they came from Kenny's Grocery. Really? Kenny's Liquor, whatever it is. He had two barrels that he'd had that were like like a month ago. Were you able to rehydrate them? Pardon? You're able to rehydrate them? We haven't haven't started the project yet, but we only got them like two, three weeks ago. I mean, they were wet month and a half ago oh so i mean they're fresh wets and we got them from them because they you know they bought the whole bot uh, whole, whole barrel. barrel and uh for what you know what's the store program they call it yeah the store program. picks store picks yeah and so kenny's got a store picks of blanton's and then wow. uh we got the barrel now so we're gonna fill it with bootlegger and then uh i'll get permission from them because it's still their barrel but we'll try to get it over to you so you can get them yeah you might, might want to try that one they, they might, might want to do that one separate because that could be interesting. They might want exclusivity on the the beer because that's what they want. They want exclusivity on the Blanton's um, beer that we do. So uh, it's only going to be sold in the tap room in there, and they might want the same the, kind of exclusivity from you. So maybe we, we can, can definitely say, hey, do that. after Mormon Brewing's <laughs> finished, but then we'll give it to Copper Bottom, and Copper Bottom does a beer barrel aged. Yeah, with your store. That's with a, your store name. I'll on tell it. you what. For a cool, that would be really cool because now it's their store pick. That you did something with and we did something with, that just makes sense for them. Yeah. So so we can uh And it's that. a Blanton's barrel, so that's even better. That's awesome. I was about to say that had to be a pretty penny for them oh, to do yeah. a Blanton store pick. I I didn't ask. They they asked us to fill it up with a really good stout, so we're gonna do our dark star stout into it and uh, uh which is basically what our bootleg our bootleggers are a dark star. Right. You know, yeah. in a barrel. So which that's delicious. Yeah. Can't go wrong there, so no, that's good. <laughs> No, I got to tell you, I um, and this is this is a testament to you. I I had a another another brewery come in, and I I had a a stout from them, and it just it just wasn't the same. I mean, it wasn't even eh, me, you know, me being a distiller. I don't, you know, I, I have a little bit of beer knowledge, but um, I can name a few things that they could have done better on it. But I can tell you. It wasn't the same. I With mean, our big stouts, we do a we do a five hour boil. Yeah, and it's just like it's a painful. It's like okay, I got to this point that all your work is done in the brew, and then you sit there for five hours and just let the shit boil. Right. So it's like okay, you know, I did did my mash. I did a sparge. I got a good gravity on my sparge. I'm like, you know, when you when you finish sparging, you're kind of like okay, my day's almost over because I'm gonna sparge, and then all I have to do is clean up and I'm done. Done. Which yeah. Cleanup's big. Of but, course. Yeah. But. uh but when you have a five-hour boil, you get to that boil, and you're like, okay, you just want to get a beanbag or something. It was know? just very thin. 
This, yeah, well, this, that's what the that's what a long boil does. Yeah, and that's a painful pain in the butt thing to do, but it converts all those sugars. I mean, yeah, it changes the way those sugars are. I mean, yeah. it it turns it into a syrup. Yeah, and yeah, yours is a lot thicker. A few ways to like do that, but it'll. I think it's thicker though. Just, just more body. It's hearty, yeah. Hearty, nice just body, a really yeah. nice roundness to it. I mean, I mean, I've had so many, and I hate to say it, but local local guys that I've had because I I enjoy stouts. I enjoy you know heavier beers, and um, unfortunately, the majority of the ones I've had have been so you know from out other breweries have been so thin and just yeah. not you know yeah they might be higher gravity but you know thin beers. Just because it's higher gravity doesn't mean it's... Gravity comes from sugar a lot of times. Yeah. Right. You're, That's you're exactly right. We, throw, we can throw dextrose in any beer you want. Absolutely. And add five alcohol points to it. That's exactly right. Yeah, and your stouts are always hardy. I mean, they are, they're always a nice hardy. That's the hard part. You know, when we do, on our brew system, when we do a batch that we kind of make, like you were describing, we can only get 300 gallons out of it. That maxes right. out our capacity and grain. Right. You know, whereas these other guys would be like, okay, we'll get that ABV, we'll do, you know... You know, a 450 gallon, you know, gallon batch, which is what we're capable of doing yeah, in that right. boil kettle. But we have to, you know, we'll throw dextrose sugar at it and call it a day. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. And it, it's, uh, that's part of what comes with experience and experience and caring about what you do, I think. I think cause sometimes people just, like, we have to have a stout. We have to have something higher proof. We have to have this. We have to have that. And, um, Instead of instead of actually researching it and doing it correctly, I think some people just, you know, they, they half-ass it because they want to have. Well, it's this time of year. We should have a, we should have a stout. We should have a, a porter. We should have this. We should have that. And, uh, yeah, once same thing happens with with sours too. I mean, you see a lot of guys that'll throw sours together. They're just, eh, you know, so so. Yeah, I agree. Once in a while, you find yourself in that position. You try to play catch up, and you have a batch that's not as good as the last batch. I mean, well, yeah. And sometimes you just push something through that wasn't working, you know. We had that recently with our mead, and uh, Jeremy built me up by giving me some yeast and some yeast nutrient. We we had a mead that wouldn't go down. Did it work out? I, I, no, I, the pathway was already done. I was going to say, I was thinking yeah, that did, after I gave it to you. We did a second batch, and once, it, once the yeast pathway is done on the product, it won't actually, no matter how much nutrient or yeast you pitch yeah. back on it, the pathway is gone. It's gone, it yeah. So um, I was afraid of that when we when we were talking last time, and we were a specific gravity of one oh two two, and then we added it. And we got down to like one oh two oh, and so like point oh two points, which is nothing. I mean, that's right, like right, right. One tenth of a percent, but but we had already done another batch to mitigate the damage because what we do with our meat is we actually add honey back to it afterwards and resweeten it. Oh, nice. And so this batch that didn't ferment all the way down was extra sweet, and we did another batch after the fact, and we bumped it a whole point in alcohol. Using dextrose sugar, right, right, and uh, we're going to blend the two of them, so we'll end up with our nine and a half percent mead, but we'll have twice as much of it because we had to do two batches to kind of yeah. I was I meant to ingredients. ask I meant to ask yeah. about that because I, I once, it, did, it didn't once a pathway is done on fermentation yeah it, you can't you can't get it started after we talked about it I was just like ah, I just don't think this is I'm not sure it's going to work but you know it was worth a shot yeah, it was worth a shot anyway I mean thinking outside the box and yeah then, might as well try it out. And, if it, yeah. if it doesn't, it doesn't. But uh, you know, it. Uh, you know, that's that's the cool thing about being so close. I mean, yeah, you get to knock ideas off of each knock, other. Yeah, try it out and see if it works. It works. If it doesn't, okay, you know, try yeah. it again next time. Start something different. But I think using that same nutrient right at the beginning, I think you would have plowed right through it. I think so too. So yeah. we're gonna try. We're gonna try it with our next meet that we do. Because we've had the same issue. With our, our our sugar cane, I mean that's the problem with sugar cane, meads, honeys, all these kind of things. Simple sugars. Yeah, this, they There's just no nutrients. No nutrients, so you've got to add some stuff to actually get it to to go through. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a uh, you know if you did that right at the beginning, I think it would have worked out better. But yeah. Which I think what they're doing with seltzers a lot. We've, we've played with seltzers and we've done a lot of uh, sorghum in them, but the sorghum. Kind of lends an off flavor, like a, a maltiness to it, right? Which um, you don't want in a seltzer. So I think we're gonna we're, we're about to start messing with the seltzers again. We kind of laid off of it for a while, but we're gonna play with it. 
It's still a big, it's still a big interesting, man. That's what you need. You should try that. I you bet like, you that would be a huge hit. You make that? like a little wooden rack with like five different like flavor dispensers. Mm-hmm. We went to a brewery up Yeah, you were telling me about that. I think Justin, Hampshire. yeah, and it was just a salsa, just a base, right? Yeah, that's base all they had is a base, and they'd put a squirt of, they had like raspberry, pineapple, mango, and like Lime and they were natural too. Strawberry. They? I think you were telling yeah, they was, it was just puree. It was just yeah, juice puree. puree. Yeah. So they put a, a squirt of the puree in it and then top it off with a seltzer and they'd hand you the drink. And, and we could do the same thing here, just yeah. with vodka instead of uh, yeah. you know a seltzer. Yeah, That's you know we do what we do a carbonated vodka in a keg or whatever, yeah. and then throw a. It's really refreshing. A, I like it. You need to get a uh, kegerator. Hey, and start mixing a bottle of vodka. And with, uh, you can do gin and juice. Gin and juice. On draft. Gin and juice. You had a gin and juice tap that you never had to like maintain. You just freaking opened it every day and you always, every day, you know, you're open, you had a gin and juice tap. Free idea. Free idea, man. Okay. All right. We're going to have to talk about this. I like that idea. I'll show you how to carbonate. Yeah, I'm going to say, show me. That's the part I'm, that's the part I'm, uh, not, not well versed on. I'll teach teach you how to put bubbles in things. That's what I want. I want bubbles in things. So we've had a lot of things going on since our last podcast. It's yeah, awesome. everybody's been busy. Yeah, everybody's been busy. How about you, Michael? Right you got any new news? Yeah, man. We um, we just did our uh, check presentation to Live Like Cameron on Sunday. And um, we raised $1,100 for uh, Live Like Cameron through our toy run. And we did five bags of toys for the um, uh, Christmas to Remember up at Flagler County. So um, we gave them the toys back at Christmas time, but then um, we did the um, we did the check presentation for Live Like Cameron Sunday and did the pictures and stuff like that. So uh, $1,100 to them, and that's going to help with their Easter baskets. They're, that's all going to put together the Easter baskets for the uh, kids at the hospital, the cancer kids at the hospital. They put together Easter baskets, and they deliver them up to the um, hospital wings. So they're going to put the, use the eleven hundred dollars for the uh, Easter baskets. So okay. yeah, that's that very my, cool. But yeah, she always Michelle is really good about telling us uh, what you know. She always tells us you know what this is going to go to this time, and and so it was really cool to know that um, the kids are going to get their Christmas baskets out of it. So um, we're excited to see that she's going to send us over pictures uh, of the um, basket deliveries and things like that. So um, and she I think she said mentioned something about us maybe going up there and helping them out too. I know we also uh, last podcast we uh, we teased we teased um, we well we introduced Julia didn't we yeah, yeah. you, you know, talk I, they they didn't get the part the mic didn't pick that up I said yeah okay because <laughs> <laughs> I can see what's going on on the mic and it just didn't it didn't um, pick up Julia so uh, we teased what happened last month but we didn't like tell what happened so I proposed to Julia last month so congratulations so, uh, congratulations. Yeah. so uh, we didn't. On the podcast, we didn't mention that, but we kind of teased that that's what I did. So, our wedding is going to be October 9th, so um, we're going to have it out at the uh, place to be disclosed. We will send you guys invitations. We don't want everybody out there in the podcast world coming to <laughs> just showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it could be fun. <laughs> it could be fun, but uh, we are in seven different countries in all 50 states, and we don't need people from those. You don't need everybody just coming in? Yeah, we don't need everybody showing up at our wedding. So, uh, as long as they bring a gift. Yeah. Exactly. A very generous yeah. gift. A very generous gift, yeah. We'll give you we can also send it to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Send any gifts to Comrade Comrade. Comrade. Yeah. <laughs> We'll make sure they get to the right place. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the wedding will be October 9th. Um, remember, you can always support the podcast at uh, anchor.fm slash bikes, brews, and booze podcast. And then go there, and then you can see the support button will be on there. So, uh, yeah, you can always support it there. So if you want to send a wedding gift, you always can through the support button. <laughs> there you go. Now if we're talking. Want, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take whatever gen- generous donation you would like to give. That'd be awesome. So, but, yeah, it'll be fun. We're going to do a, you know, a barn wedding, yeah. country theme. I'm letting her plan. You, know, she's, you showed me pictures. Yeah. yeah. It looks freaking amazing, by the yeah. way. That looks like a very cool place. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Super exciting. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, she picked out her dress, so that was cool. Yeah. You guys yeah. move fast. Yeah. Look at Barbara. You guys are so quick. 
still thinking about it. Mars <laughs> <laughs> like 15 years yeah. in. He's still yeah. he's still thinking about it. I can't make up my mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you know when you know you know, and, you know you put a ring on it when you when you know. So he's got a he's got a meeting here in half an hour for Foster, but he's still not sure. Poor Alicia's been waiting like seven. Like, what is it? 13 years? 13 years. 13 years she's been waiting. I was close with the 15. You were, you were close. close. I, thought, I, thought it was I knew it was close there. Yeah. Which, by the way, she's been doing some amazing things here recently with all, all of her running yes. ventures. Yeah, she's a runner. I, oh, yeah. But she, no, she's not a runner. She's, I don't know what that is. That's not normal. <laughs> obsessive. She's obsessive. <laughs> she's obsessed. There you go. I think that's it. Yeah, that's a lot of running. Yeah. When you run... She run from Jacksonville to Ponce Inlet? Yeah, 100 miles. 100 miles. Yeah, we were talking about that last a, podcast. I know. That's we were, a long damn way. Yeah, on our toy run, we watched them run. Like, yeah. And the, the podcast, like the toy run started early and at night when we were all coming back from the podcast. From the toy, not podcast, but when we were all coming back from the toy run, they were still running. I'm like, they have lights on them. I was driving home very late that night and watched them run. I was like, what in the Oh, that's probably Alicia. There she goes. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. Is that all? Is that it? Yeah. yeah. 100 miles? 100 miles? Come on. It's the best oh, I drove 3,000 miles last week. What do you do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how she does it. I think it was like 26 hours of running. Yeah, that's crazy. ridiculous. And you only have 28 to finish it, so it's not like you could sleep. You yeah, you can't, can't stop. stop. You gotta keep going. That's ridiculous. Oh. That's longer than can a you marathon. Can you have a belt. Belt. Oh, yeah. a marathon is 26.2. Right. It's four so marathons. Four marathons. I mean, why? Like, why would you want to run? Not quite four, like, but yeah. Yeah, pretty close. Cool. Cool. Just so she can break down, like, what goes What in. are you thinking? Like, yeah, I want, <laughs> like, I want to know the whole process. Like, what goes into running 100 miles? And you have to pay to put that hurt on your body. <laughs> yeah, it's not a free it's thing. It's not free. No, you pay. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We need to bring her on the podcast, and she needs to explain to us like what what the process is. Like, I want to know the process of running 100 miles. I don't know how you train for a 100 mile run. I don't either. Like, I know, like, I've heard like marathon runners like talk about training for a marathon, which sounds brutal. But yeah, I've never done that. Four either. marathons. We're talking about four marathons. It's got to have a lot to do with like adrenaline. Yeah, to be honest, she runs every day. Even I mean, when she was pregnant, up to the day she gave birth, she ran. She pushes the kids in the stroller, two at a time sometimes. Yeah. Gotta save for we were, we were over here for something. <laughs> Mara's in the truck. I don't remember what it was. She runs. Like, she, she shows up, like, running. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What the heck was that? I don't know what it was for. And she came in, and she just she was just running one day, yeah. and she just shows up. With the stroller. Like, oh. oh. Hey, hey. I started, yeah. started over on a beachside orbit and ran over the Granada Bridge and just came down here. Yeah. See what you guys are doing. 37 miles later. Baby yeah, in the stroller. She was going off. I wasn't even out of breath. Nothing. <laughs> I'm still running home. <laughs> my, my daughter one summer she would rollerblade with Alicia and she told me she goes my rollerblades aren't working I'm like let me see them the wheels were all the bearings were shot how many miles do you have on these things I've never one worn, million I've miles I've never worn out anything in my life <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile I'm driving home one day I'm going through the neighborhood and Morrow is on one of these one-wheel motorized <laughs> things, walking. What are you doing? Pushing, pushing the stroller, pushing the stroller because yeah. it's right around the corner from his house. So of course he's not going to walk. He's going to get on one of these motorized <laughs> one wheels. I don't want to put any stress on my knees. <laughs> That's exactly right. You only get one set of knees. You know what I mean? Keep these things pristine. That's right. One set. Got to keep it up. It's electric. I want it. <laughs> His better half runs a hundred miles. He would mm. motorized scooter it. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But I think oh, yeah. I think Mara's got to get out of here. Yeah, Mara does have a class. He has to be at in a half hour. So, uh, but the kids. Yeah, it was a really good podcast this week. This yeah. uh, this month's podcast. We've been trying to get it together for like two weeks. Mara, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, Mara's been out of town, but. Uh, He's back with us. Mara's got a lot going on. Yeah, he does. So, uh, but yeah, the, we did get some motorcycle stuff on there because our toy run did generate a lot for the uh, community, for the Flagler and Volusia County communities and the uh, the kids with cancer. So we're uh, excited about the motorcycle stuff that is going on. 
Mara will eventually get back into the motorcycle. Yeah. Side. <laughs> They'll move back into that mm-hmm. direction eventually. Still but, got the shop. Still got the shop. Still does got the shop. Oh, All by appointments right now, so call yeah. Mario. I was about to say, there's still a few things in there. Something's up. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, next uh, next month we will try some of these uh, these rums that uh, Jeremy has coming out, and Justin will definitely. Justin's always got Justin something. always has something new for us. To He's try. always got something. Yeah. So, and then um, I got to get a couple bottles of this though, if, if I'm allowed. I'm, yeah. Am I am I local? Is that yeah, allowed? You're, you're local. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and me and Julia can give you more updates on the wedding, I guess. It's well, been a lot and of where planning. to send the gifts. Yeah, and where to send the gifts, yes. Yeah. She's been doing a lot of the planning, and she's been getting really stressed out. I just, like, between, we have five kids, and, uh, and the stress of the wedding, so she does a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Are the five kids going to be like the grooms? They're all the in it. They're all in it, yeah. Two of them will be junior bridesmaids. That's a thing, junior bridesmaids? Yes. yes. I didn't because, know that was a thing. Yeah. If you're under like 15, you're it's junior bride. Does that mean you can't go to the bachelor party? Right. Is that what that means? Yeah, that's what it means. Uh, <laughs> see, now I know what we're talking about. Okay, they're just wondering. Just wondering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all of them are going to have a part in it. Yeah. The oh, younger ones, um, my daughter's going to be a flower girl. Legend's going to be a ring bearer. Yeah, as um, they should. Zane's a groomsman. Yep. Junior groomsman. So. Of course, I have my sister as a maid of honor, yeah. a close friend as a bridesmaid, and then my aunt as a bridesmaid. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. 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 Congratulations, you guys. So it's, awesome. it's it's fun. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah, I she like made her own. Them, yeah. But I can't see the dress. Yeah, I'm not allowed to see the dress. Oh, I, I saw. I saw it though. Yeah, Jeremy is solid. And then Duke's gives me a hard time I because she it. sent the picture to. Zayn. She showed me a picture of it. Yeah. yeah. She'll show you guys a picture after. And uh, Duke gives me a hard time on a daily basis because he's seen it too. Because she sent it to Zayna and Zayna showed it to Duke, so I'm nice. still not allowed to see it. <laughs> Yeah, she made her own bouquet. It turned yeah. out really good too. Really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the bridesmaids. And the bridesmaids. Yeah. Very cool. Little meltdown on the original, her original bouquet. Hey, listen. She went to go take a. What's flower a wedding out. without a meltdown? Yeah. Right. She <laughs> went to take a flower out, and you know, the whole thing came apart. Felt hard. <laughs> and like, the Palm Coast yes. store, she got the last bouquet from the that like part, this one part of the bouquet from the Palm Coast store. From so, Hobby Lobby. From Hobby Lobby. And so she was afraid that the the Daytona store wasn't going to have that. Uh, I went first thing eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they had it. Oh, they yeah. had it. They had it. And then I I used everything from the last one and made it better. Oh yeah, it's huge. Oh, first see, that's one. all. So it yeah, came out amazing. Oh yeah, it turned out really good. It's the way it yeah. works. Yeah, it's a beautiful bouquet. Yeah. Right. You're allowed to see that? Yeah, I can see the bouquet. I don't know how this works anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just can't see yeah, that. How's, right. How's it work, Mara? Mara has no clue. <laughs> Tell me the time and the date. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Hopefully on time. Hopefully on time. <laughs> you have to give her the ring first, Mara. Oh. <laughs> Good. Good. He has time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's waiting on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Came out pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 We'll post a picture of the bouquet with all the other pictures. Maybe Alicia there. will be there and she can catch the bouquet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come tackle yeah. right here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. See Morrow coming out of nowhere in the video. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> that would make an awesome video. That would. That on TikTok. That's right. <laughs> the big thing about the wedding is we've been trying to, we've been going back and forth about the uh, the alcohol permit, like yeah. whether we're going to do the alcohol permit or not. And it's really funny. So I mean, we have the Bikes, Brews, and Booze podcast, and the big thing about the it's because you have to get a permit. You have to get a um, liability. It's, a, it's it. an alcohol. Yeah. Oh, alcohol. just a liability, liability thing. But so, but they don't. Do, do you have to have whatever they? Because I know some places you're like you no. have to use our vendors. You have to no, you can. We can have whatever we want. We just have to pay their fee for the uh, alcohol liability thing. What's uh, the venue called? I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> That's actually pretty good because most of them are like you have to use these and you have to do yeah. this and that and it's however many dollars a person or whatever. Yeah. No, it's just so you can just bring. So if you pay it or you get the, you can whatever, use your own. You can use whatever, whatever I want. Yeah, whoever I want. Depends on uh, now some places whether you it, want people to drink yeah. or not. Actually. Yeah, that's the issue because it's a really by nice the way, facility, and if 
and some of us are going to drink my, anyway. I want my damage deposit back. I've got, I've, got my <laughs> wedding, I've got my wedding flask already. Yeah. Listen, I can't tell you how many weddings, dry weddings I've been yeah. to. I've got a flask already ready for that. Which I've, I've told the guys, you know, I mean, if you have it in your car and you go to your car and you drink it, it's on you. But I really would like to have my damage deposit back. It's all massive. I told him I know who has it in their car, so I'd be going to their car. There you go. Yeah. 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 Listen, in my truck. Oh, you can't feed that to you. I can take it. It's called a coffee bag. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our biggest thing. We went back and forth. We keep going back and forth on the alcohol liability permit. I would do it. Is it a lot? That's uh, a couple. That's a few hundred. Jeremy, uh, I can sponsor. I was about to say a few Shit. hundred. I'll go have some with you, Jeremy. We can sponsor. <laughs> we can definitely sponsor this. I could probably write that off. Yeah, and, and actually, where we're having it at, where we're having it at, you can write it yeah. off because it is at a you know a museum. You gotta do that, and so it's it's right. Yeah. The whole thing is be is able to be rid off. Well, wedding's not a wedding without alcohol. Yeah, right. you got you got to pull the pull 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 it figure it out. Pull it. Let pull me know. About to say you, you've got you've got beer and you got liquor. I mean, yeah. you, don't have a, you, don't, you only have so many beers and so many liquors. Exactly. Right. right. It's not going to be something that everybody's. If all you have to do is pull the permit, and you have to pay for the beer and the liquor. Then yeah, another option. I'll donate right. a keg for Jeremy. I'll throw through bottles. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll uh, see. Him. We'll see how much that. Yeah, I'll recheck up on the uh, alcohol. Uh, see what the permit is. We'll we'll contribute. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be a good wedding gift. I'm about to say we need we need to get we need wedding gifts anyway. Yeah. What, what's what's a wedding? Yeah, alcohol is best. So. <laughs> all right, we'll give you guys an update on the wedding, and we will give you an update on all the other stuff on the next episode. So uh, until next time, cheers, cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. Until next time, y'all have a great one. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Bikes, Brews, and Booze podcast. Make sure you go check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Anchor.fm, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you go to Anchor.fm at Bikes, Brews, and Booze Podcast. Then hit the support button on our main podcast page. And help us out to keep this podcast going. Any small donation (laughs) will help us out. All right. Until next time, you guys have a great one.